This episode of the World Triathlon Podcast brings you the ultimate roundup of predictions and possibilities full of potential podiums and heart-led hypotheticals as we hear from a pool of triathlon expertise, giving us their thoughts on who will become the Tokyo 2020 Olympic triathlon champions. Plenty to mull over, of course, from the hot and humid conditions of summer in the city to the high-pressure games build-up that's been extended by a full 12 months. Coming up, we have insight from Sydney 2000 Olympic champion Simon Whitfield, London 2012 silver medalist Lisa Norden, journalists Tim Hemming and Brad Culp, commentators Trevor Harris and Helen Jenkins, Super League's Chris McCormack, and plenty more. So all I will do is suggest you clear the decks for the next 45 minutes or so and let the experts do the talking. Then also you can head over to our YouTube channel and triathlon.org, of course, for a feast of interviews and stories as we continue the build-up to the big dance. Monday 26th of July at 6.30am local time, the men go off. Tuesday the 27th at 6.30am local time, the women. And then the mixed relay debut, Saturday the 31st of July, 7.30am Tokyo time. First up, Canada's Simon Whitfield. It's got to be our Canadian Tyler. He's got, uh, you know, that's from the heart is you just love to see it cannot come through. Um, and in saying that the test event winner, the, the races that he's put down, the preparation, I think that he's put down. And I don't really not only mean the preparation he's put down, like physically he's done, but every, all his competitors know that he prepared properly. So that little ingredient in there. So I'm going to, I might even just go from the head and the heart for that one. Um, I will say that I'll also be cheering for Vincent Louis um, uh, as just as the favorite. I I like to, I want to see the favorite win, you know. So if he's if is there a favorite, it's got to be Vincent, and I'd love to see him do it. Um, and then the other little heart one would be Javier, and um, just because you know it's Javier Gomez, so uh, Mario Mola too, but also Javier. So yeah, there's my. There's my head and my heart for uh, the men's race. Uh, that one's hard. I mean, my heart is definitely, and it's also maybe my head is Laura Duffy. Um, I think you're just going to find a lot of us that raced back in the day. when We saw Flora come through the whole system and go through all the ups and downs and just be class all the time. Flora was just this class, class, class. And the way she races, the way she handles herself as a person. Um, I saw a little video the other day with her saying, they said something along the lines of what's your goal? She said, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to Olympics to win a medal. And I just like a goosebumps. So um, I'm going to go with Flora. And then from the heart, I'm going to go with the, again, I'm just going to go with Canadians because you got to wear your flags. So uh, with Joanna and Emily, um, I just love to see them. The potentials there, this, the Olympics, people are saying it's unpredictable. Anything can happen. Well, yeah, let's make it happen. So uh, there's my head and my heart, Flora Duffy and then the Canucks. Triathlon always thinks outside the box. We always keep coming up with new formats and a new look at a new format. So this mixed relay, you know, this like we didn't just go with relay, went with mixed relay, which is awesome. Um, I love the format. I'm so jealous that I'm about to race it. Not once. They literally started the year after I finished and uh, it just looks like uh, all the camaraderie involved and it, it, the sport needed it. The sport was in this kind of play between is it individual, but we have people racing for other people during these individual races. What is this? And then you brought along the relay. Fantastic. Um, obviously the French, I mean, you can't go much past there. Great Britain. I, I keep hearing about the, the Swiss Max Schro, uh, 
shooter this yeah i spoke to alistair the other day and alistair said i tell you who could so i'm gonna steal alistair's pick on that one and say that the dark horse would be max um i think uh yeah it'll be interesting to see how that race unfolds i will certainly be glued to the television watching that too um again i'm, I'm not to name drop but i i, I did have a great pleasure just talking with yan and ali and hamish the other day because of greg and uh hamish put in a plug for the new zealand team so i'm going to put in a plug for the canadian team <laughs> say that that our canadian team who knows you know anything can happen let's see how it goes it's funny because after sydney i had this tangible like this actual moment where i wondered if i would get goosebumps anymore and i had this like fear come over me like wait a minute like i still gonna get those right because it's the best part and i mean the goosebumps of not only the excitement and anxiousness you you experience yourself and have to kind of corral and and ex- to to express yourself but also just the, of watching other people do things that moment when they when they hit the game winning shot or they just you know hit that that the triple sow cow they're trying to do whatever it is um and i still got them so that's the best part I get it. I still get it in, in little funny moments. I watched uh, this incredible cricket catch the other day where the, the woman was going was gonna to go over the six. She caught it out of bounds, chucked it back in bounds, then left back in bounds and caught it. And I got goosebumps and I sent it to my kids. I was like, you got to see this. It's amazing. So for all of the things in sport that are wonderful and amazing and all the relationships and camaraderie, um, I still think it comes down to just getting goosebumps. We, our kids commented the other day, they can't wait till the Olympics start. And uh, we were like, oh, yes, like, good. You know, you're, you're in the, like, frame of mind of just watching wonderful sport and seeing these stories unfold. So uh, we've got on our big family calendar, uh, the men's race, the women's race, the relay. We'll all get together and watch those races together. Uh, we did the same thing in, for Rio. And, uh, yeah, the kids are excited about it. The kids are excited about traveling. They're concerned about all the different sports, too. They want to watch the gymnastics. They want to watch the beach volleyball. They want to see the track cycling. So it's uh, it's great. And the fact that it's a year later, I don't know, maybe it makes it even better. It's just like all the anticipation of it. It's like, oh, wow, this, isn't, this didn't happen a year ago. We get to do it now. So, yeah, we'll be there. My absolute favorite sporting moment happened watching in London was watching the, um, the fencing. There's a, there, it's a long story. I, I won't go through it, but if you get a chance to go watch the foil, I think it was a uh, South Korean woman fighting the German there. She's the defending, the Germans, the defending Olympic champion, the South Koreans, the world champion. There's a mishap. I won't because I, people should go watch it. There's a mishap. And then, just the whole scenario of it all. And we sat just glued, Paula Finley and I just glued to the television watching this unfold as this like protest happens. And uh, this athlete is just sitting there and having to deal with the concept, deal with what's going on and her class and it all. And it was just everything that was amazing about sport in that one little moment. It wasn't a Canadian. It wasn't a sport that I really follow, but it was just this incredible moment. And then the, the follow-on and what happens later I, I think people should just go watch it because it's just incredible to see just the storyline unfold so that's always my kids heard me tell it the other day the full story from start to finish of watching this of this olympic fencing match and the kids know the whole story and at the end they're always do the same like no way i can't believe that happened so yeah that that fencing moment for, was my favorite olympic moment 
From Simon Whitfield, we move to our 2012 silver medalist, Sweden's Lisa Norden, who was involved in one of the greatest sprint finishes in the history of the sport that just also happened to be for Olympic gold and up against a certain Swiss superstar who makes an unprecedented fifth Olympic appearance in Tokyo this year. Okay, so for the women's race, I think Flora, like with my head and doing it like uh, by math, uh, Flora Duffy, Taylor Brown and Spirig. And it all depends on how it goes with the bike and the run and if the bikers are going to be able to catch up or if they're going to stay away after the swimming. I think it's going to be a really, really fast swim. The girls are going to really put it down and people like Nicola and uh, Laura Lindemann is going to struggle to get back into the race. So for me, it's a swimmer's uh, game uh, in Tokyo. With a heart, I still like really think that uh, Flora Duffy deserves to be on top of the podium. I would love to see uh, Jess Learmond and Maya Kingma as well after her stellar performance in the last uh, couple of races. For the men's race, uh, it's going to be a game of heat, really. Same for the women's, but for the men's, like even more on the run. So I would go for someone like Taylor Mistreshuk. I think it's going to have a brilliant one. Uh, the stuff he proved in uh, Mexico just before, like being a really, really fast run in hot conditions. I would also go for um, Hayden Wild um, and Alex G. Alex G is the winner, and then uh, Hayden and Taylor. And if I go with my heart, I would go for three Norwegians, one, two, three, like in Yokohama. <laughs> um, for the team relay, uh, my bet would be on the British team, the UK, France, um, and the USA, of course. Yeah, it's going to be hard to miss them out. And I would have gone for Norway as well if they had qualified a bit more, but they didn't qualify. And I still think that um, the UK has just like really, really shown great performances in the race, so aggressive in the past races. So I'd, I'd probably go for them as my favourite. Uh, and then France followed by uh, the US. From Lisa Norden, we move on to the voice of triathlonlive.tv, Trevor Harris, a man who has seen more of the Tokyo 2020 athletes than most over the past decade from commentary boxes around the world. In the women's race, my head says it has to be Flora Duffy. I was a little concerned about her fitness. We hadn't seen her for a while. She came back in Leeds. Not the best swim she's ever had, but that will be a lot different, I think, in Tokyo. The run was phenomenal. I think she had the fastest time by a distance. We know about her biking. So for me, it's going to be Bermuda's first ever Olympic gold medal in any sport. My heart says it has to be Nicola Spirig. What an achievement it would be if she was to come home with a third Olympic medal. Utterly unparalleled how does she fit it all in mother of three she runs a foundation she's a lawyer and she still has time to turn up and beat the youngsters she's 39 years young what a story if she took gold my wild card selection for gold in the women's race is just a little bit out of left field but bear with me it's cassandra beaugrand of france now we know her swim is excellent she'll be right up there the question is can she produce one of the best bike efforts of her career? If she can, she may not be too far away, and we know how good she is over 10,000 metres. In the men's race, my head says simply Alex Yee. Now, you can't base an Olympic prediction on just one race, but how good 
was the British youngster in Leeds. His run was off the scale. He swims much better than most people think. He's only going to be 15, 20 seconds behind. He'll be in a bike pack with people like Blumenfeld, potentially, and Stornes and others. And if he is anywhere close when they get off the bikes, no one at all is going to relish taking him on over 10,000 metres. I don't care if you're Vincent Luis or Mario Mola or anyone else. I think Yi has a great shot to win. My heart says Christian Blumenfeld. And just because I love the way this guy races. He doesn't miss an event. He's in everything. Sprints, Olympic distance, 70.3. He'd turn up for your sister's sports day in the egg and spoon race if he was allowed to. And I would just love it if he could take gold. I think it would be great for the sport. He's got so much enthusiasm and it will not be for the want of trying if he's not first across that line. My wild card for gold in the men's race is the Canadian Tyler Mislorchuk. There's a couple of reasons. Firstly, and obviously, he won the test event. Now, I know it wasn't a stellar field. There were some big names missing. But crucially, he races really well in hot weather. And it will be very, very warm. We know it will in Tokyo, even early in the morning. He had a great result in Potelco as well. He looks in great shape. He's talking a good game. He's very confident. It would be a very, very unsurprising victory, you know, if he made it. In the mixed team relay, my head simply says La Belle France. How can you not fancy this French team? World champions for three successive years, and there is no weak link. And they've got to choose, and what a tough decision, whether they go with Beger or Koenigs, because one assumes that Vincent Luis will be an automatic pick doing that fourth leg. The women are superb as well. Beaugrand and Perriot, to me, it's a no-brainer. France all the way. My heart says Great Britain because I'm a Brit and proud to be one. They've got a very strong side. No Alistair Brownlee, of course, but no real weak links, a bit like the French in this British team. Alex Yee against Vincent Luis on that fourth leg potentially could be fantastic. Johnny Brownlee will run a very solid second leg. They've got to pick two from three excellent women. I think they're going to give France a run for their money. My wild card gold pick for the mixed team relay is Australia. I've veered away from uh, the USA that might be popular with quite a few experts, I would reckon. But, you know, they've got under the radar a bit, like they probably have in the individual races with the likes of Ashley Gentle and Jacob Birtwistle. They're both going to be uh, in that quartet. They've also had quite a lot of success previously. If you look down the years at the history of it, very rarely run a bad race. And I think they got a squeak in the inaugural Olympic mixed team relay. Next up, Trevor's partner in crime for Triathlon Live, Helen Jenkins, a former Olympian herself, having finished fifth at London 2012, as well as a two-time world champion. My prediction with my head for the women's race is Flora Duffy. She's the most consistent and well-rounded, all-round triathlete we've seen in the women's race um, ever, I think. And uh, she's had a few years or we've had a few injuries. So I'm so excited to see Flora get to a start list, uh, happy, healthy and raring to go. I think she's definitely one of the most all-round athletes who, whatever the race scenario, she can come out on top. My prediction for the men's race with my head is maybe predictable, but Vincent Luis, um, he's been so consistent in the racing that we've seen over the last few years. And although he didn't miss leads with um, maybe a little problem, I think that will have just given him more time to focus and be ready. He's got such a good swim. He's always going to be in the best position out of the swim. I believe he's going to be able to deal with anything that happens on the bike. 
and has proven himself to be one of the fastest runners. So yeah, he is my prediction for my head. Uh, my prediction with my head for the mixed relay is France. You know, they've won so many of the last world championships. They've got such a versatile team. All of their athletes really well-rounded, uh, very consistent. So yeah, it's gotta be France for the head. My prediction for the women's race with my heart, I'm gonna be sneaky as a Brit who's been to the Olympics is all three Brits, but different reasons for all of them. Um, Jess Learmont, we've seen her struggle back from injury over the last sort of six months and then come up with an amazing performance in Leeds. And I do think Jess is someone who's really changed the women's racing over the last four years. In this four year cycle, her strength at the front of the swim has completely changed the dynamic of the racing. Georgia, we've not seen her race, 2020 world champion, we've not seen her race. so. I just want to send her lots of luck and luck and good vibes. And Vicky Holland, you know, uh, we haven't seen much of her, but we know like she's got that, that killer run. I mean, is it going to come out? We know she's a top performer on that chosen day. So she could be someone that really brings it out of the bag. So I'm cheating a little bit there for the, for the women's. And my prediction for the men's race with my heart is I'm going to go with Alex Yee. I think he showed in Leeds that, he can win on the big stage and we know his run is amazing and we saw how like aggressive how like he just you know he just made his mark on that race in Leeds and I think we're going to see the same Alex Yee in Tokyo as well if it comes down to a run I just don't think you can write out Alex my prediction with my heart for the mixed relay team is the Belgians. I kind of think they've got a really strong all-round team. I love the way they have a team name. I love their team spirit. I kind of just really enjoy watching them race and just take the race on. So they're my prediction with my heart. My prediction for wild card for the women's race is going to be Summer Rappaport. Uh, maybe not such a wild card because she has won some World Series, but I do think she flies um, under the radar. I don't think, you know, quite, quite often everyone's talking about all the other athletes and then Summer Rappaport's just there and is kind of on the podium. And she's so consistent. She showed she's in great form in Yokohama. So, yeah, she is definitely going to be one to watch. <laughs> Um, my prediction for the wild card for the men's race is a bit random. It's Mario Mola. And I wouldn't those who say, you know, how can you pick a world champion as a wild card? But we've not seen Mario in the form, you know, he's shown over the last few years. He said himself, like he's just wanted to go to races that he enjoys. And, you know, the, the Olympics has been the focus, but we just haven't seen him in that form. He's such a lovely guy. I would just love to see him kind of go out there and, and kind of, yeah, win the gold medal. Uh, my wild card pick for the relay is Team Switzerland. Uh, they've got Nicola Spirig leading the team. They're a very strong, very well-rounded team. Uh, I don't think many people are going to be look at, looking at them to maybe be in contention because they haven't been. But I th over the last, you know, when we've seen them at World Championships in the mixed team relay, but I really do think they're going to come into this, uh, into the Olympics, like really having a strong focus on the relay. So I'm thinking, yeah, they could be up there, definitely in, in with a shot of a podium. Moving back across the Atlantic, Brad Culp is a journalist and all-round triathlon sage who just happens to be from the same Illinois town as the USA's Kevin McDowell. Here's his picks. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll start with the guys. Uh, um, if I'm picking from the heart, it's obviously Morgan Pearson, um, yeah, someone I've gotten to know pretty well over the last couple of years and, and just been super impressed with uh, and and just really peaking at the right time. Um, you know, I think if, if these Olympics took place when they were supposed to last year, uh, you know, Morgan could have even been left off the U.S. team. Um, and now he's kind of coming in as, as, you know, among the favorites. Um Obviously not a lot of experience, you know, racing at, at um, the absolute highest level in this kind of high pressure event. Um, but I just feel like he's, uh, he, he, he won't let that phase him. Um, I, I messaged him the other day to see if he's going to the opening ceremonies and he, he said, no, you know, he, he's laser focused. It's, you know, it's a business trip. As soon as he gets to Tokyo, it, it's just all about um, doing what he needs to do to, to be ready um, for the 26th. Um, so yeah, I, I think if it uh, if it comes down to the run, um, you, you know, if he's there in, in the top ten or fifteen to start the run, um, I, I think he's going to be really tough to beat. And I think that uh, if it does come down to a big finishing kick, you know, with four or five strong guys, um, yeah, I, I really feel like he's got that top gear that uh, that you need to to drop the rest. Um, so yeah, Morgan's definitely the one I'm picking with my heart. Uh, if I'm picking with my head, I'm probably going to Alex E. Uh, just based off current form. Um, I think that what he did in Leeds, uh, we haven't seen, um, uh, pardon my French, but we haven't seen an ass kicking like that uh, at, um, at the World Triathlon level in quite some time. I mean, that was all the best guys in the world, aside from Vince, were racing. And, and I mean, it wasn't even fair. Um, so I, I think that, that if it does come down to it, you know, like I said, 10 or 15 guys on the run, um, I think he and Morgan are, are at a different level. Um, and I, I just think Alex, uh, man, he, he's so smooth. He doesn't um he doesn't get tired um and, and i think that you know he's going to take off at a pretty hard clip right out of t2 um because he's not going to want to sprint with the guys like vince uh, with christian um you know he's going to want to get away like he did in leads um so yeah if i'm throwing on a few bucks I, I might sprinkle a few on, on morgan but but i think alex is where i'm placing my my big bets um as far as a wild card for the men, um you know it's fitting with the name but i think a lot of people are picking hayden wild from new zealand um you know, he, he's so young that it's a big question mark. Um, but with that comes like this just brash style of racing. Um, and, I, you know, you saw it in Leeds, like as soon as uh, Alex went, you know, Morgan tried to go with him. And then Hayden was the other one who was able to keep up with that early pace. And, um, you know, he does have that pure run speed that you need to uh, uh, to contend for a medal and even a win. And I just think it's such an unknown because we didn't really see him race much over the last 18 months or so. Um, you know, he was only doing smaller races in, in New Zealand and Australia, and, and we didn't get to see him against the best competition. Um, but yeah, I think that he, he's got that, that gear that, that Yi and Pearson have and, and can go with him. And, you know, there's a very real situation, I think, where those three get away early in the run and, and then that's the podium. It's already decided, you know, the guys like Christian and Vince and, and some, uh, you know, the Belgians just, you know, might not have that early pace. And, and you know, I, I think that the, the podium could come down to those three, which, um, you know, three first time Olympians would be pretty cool for the sport and three young guys, um, you know, who should be around for a while. Um, but yeah, I could be totally wrong. Could be, um, you know, the veterans, uh, I, I worry about the, the bike leg, um, for guys like Alex and Morgan, um, and Hayden, um, you know, Christian and Vince will really want to push things hard and, and kind of get away from those guys, uh, before they start the run. So, um, you know, dynamics are going to play a huge part and, and, um, I think if it, if it is a pure runner's race, um, yeah, my heart's going to be with Morgan. My, uh, my head's going to be with Alex, uh, but I'm going to be keeping my mind on Hayden um, and, and worrying about him just because he's just got 
crazy speed and he's going to race like a psycho because he's 23 years old and, and that's what you do. Um, so yeah, that, those would be my picks for the men. Um, I wonder if the, the lack of a hill as well will play into their hands, right? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's, it's technical for sure, which, um, yeah, worries me with all three of those guys. Um, I think that in the past, uh, you've seen all three of them be a bit timid when the things get pretty aggressive on the bike. Um, and uh, I, I don't think, um, you know, just from talking with Morgan, I don't think you're going to see him being very timid on the bike. I think that, um, you know, what happened in Yokohama with him getting kind of spit out the back of that lead pack and coming out the, I think he was like 27th, uh, you know, onto the run um, and having to run through that huge group took a lot out of him. And I think that really taught him that, you know, when, you, when you're on that last lap of the bike, when, when things get really aggressive, you, you have to be the aggressive one. You can't be just dangling off the back of the pack because then you're making it too hard in transition, too hard at the start of the run. Um, so I, I think you'll see uh, Alex and Morgan and, and Hayden will be pretty aggressive toward the end of the bike um, because they know that, you know, they can't afford to be 15 to 20 seconds behind Vince and Christian and those guys that you know are, are going to be driving the pace. Um, you know, they need to be right there a few seconds behind them. Mm. I was yeah, talking to Chris Gemmell. It was interesting. He was saying about how, I mean, in the context of the women's transition, but Flora being like right at the, the back or the you know the entrance mm -hmm. the, the dismount line end of the uh of transition and how that could play into her hands hayden's the opposite right he's got to kind of push negotiate his bike the entire stretch of transition and it, it's yep. small margins but it's little things like that that could really make a bit of a difference yeah yeah i spoke to morgan about that as well and he, he's at the he's like floor he's at the very start of transition um which suits him really well because it just means he has a longer run you know the the start of the run is really big for him and he can really take off at a speed a lot of the guys can and you know now he's just parking his bike and being able to take off right away so yeah he was thrilled when he saw his uh his transition position um i, I think it, it's going to work really well for him so speaking of Flora, is she on your list? <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, if I'm picking, um, I, I mean, she might be the one I'm picking with my head and my heart. Um, it, you know, I think that she's obviously a fan favorite for a lot of people. Um, you, you know, she's been such a superstar for so long. Um, yeah, I think that where she comes out of the water is obviously going to be huge for her. Um, you know, she doesn't want to be too far. Uh, if she's in that second group, I, I think she's okay. And she might have someone like a, a Nicholas Spirit to work with and, and they could have an easy time bridging up to that front group. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, she's probably the one, I'll pick her with my heart. Uh, I, I really hope that she's gonna win. I think that I'll also, if I'm if I'm betting a few dollars and it's probably going Flora's way, um, she's of the really, really strong cyclist. She's also by far the best runner. Um, my concern with Flora is you have so many super strong cyclists this year that will definitely be swimming faster than her. Um, when you look at like a, a Taylor Nib, uh, uh, Jess Learmouth, uh, Maya Kingma, you know, coming on really strong. Um, I, I think that you'll see uh, those women, uh, maybe even Katie Seferis, if her, uh, you know, if her form is on. Um, see them try to get away from that front group really early in the bike uh, because they'll know that the the flora and nicola uh you know are one trying to bridge up to that that big lead group and then you know the best thing for them would be to try to get away so that Flora's not immediately catching them and then they're trying to you know do the whole bike with her and then try to run away from her because that's not going to work um 
so I, I think that for those really strong cyclists, uh, mainly Jess, uh, uh, Taylor, and Maya, um, you know, the goal should be to get away as soon as possible after after T1. And, and those three in particular, I, I think, have the power to, you know, maybe put 40, 50 seconds on that other group, you know, that might include a, a summer wrap before. And, and uh, so, yeah, I think that tactically the women's race becomes really interesting with so many strong cyclists in the field. Um, and that's why, like, if I, part of my, my head is, is keeps picking Jess Learmouth, um, because she, she just really doesn't have that weakness across. She might not be the absolute strongest runner, you know, when you look at her 10 K split, but uh, of those women who can get away, you know, if it's Jess, Maya, Taylor, maybe one or two others. Um, I think that, you know, what, what we've seen from Jess has been pretty impressive. Um, you know, I, I think if, if Georgia uh, Taylor Brown happens to be with her, um, you know, I think in, you know, is in the lead of T2, I think she immediately becomes a favorite just because of that, that run speed we've seen. Um, so, yeah, with my, my heart, I'll pick, uh, uh, I'll pick Flora. Um, my head, uh, I'll pick one of the two Brits, uh, Jess, if she gets away by herself or, or Georgia, if, uh, you know, she, she's with that front group. Um, yeah, I think that the Brits are going to be pretty tough to beat. Um, Wild card. As far as a, a wild card for the women, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, Cassandra Bogrand is, you know, it's hard to call her a wild card given what she's done, um, especially in 2019, uh, you know, pre-pandemic. Um, but I feel like uh, she's not getting a lot of attention just because of what she's done lately. And when you look at her her run splits um, from the last couple of races, you know, she's the only one, the only people who are running as fast as her are Sophie Caldwell and Beth Potter, who both are, are not going to be in Tokyo. Um, you know, she's consistently putting in some of the fastest 10 Ks and her problem is she's either coming too far out on the swim or she gets dropped, uh, you know, pretty early on on the bike. Um, but I think that if, uh, if the women's bike really kind of accordions together, if that, that second group, which is going to have some really strong cyclists in it, like we mentioned with, with Flora, um, and possibly Nicholas Spierig, um, if Cassandra can kind of sit in with that group and not have to do too much work on the bike and all of a sudden it's, you know, 25, 30 women coming out of T2, um, I think she instantly becomes a favorite because she can for sure post the fastest run out of any woman in the field. Um, so, yeah, Cassandra would definitely be uh, my, my wild card, even though it's, it's not that wild of a wild card for sure. going to be pretty fascinating. And that is even before the mixed relay comes into yeah. into play. So... Yeah, how are you seeing that playing out? Uh, that, uh, man, I'm so excited for the relay, uh, honestly. Like, I, uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm thrilled about the individual races, but I think it's just such a, a monumental moment for the sport. Um, and it's such a thrilling event that even a lot of people who follow a triathlon closely maybe haven't watched a lot of it and really realize, especially at this level, how exciting it's going to be and how hard these teams are pushing. Um I think that it's really a three-team race, um, and that's no uh, no offense to the Belgians, the Aussies, or the Kiwis, who I think are going to have strong teams. But I think it's France, Great Britain, and USA. Um, you know, are going to shake out the podium. Um, you know, of course, I, I'm going to make a bit of a homer pick. I, I really like the U.S. chances. Um, I I really see that third um, the third leg, so the second women's leg, being very decisive. Um, and that I expect we'll see uh, Taylor Nip for the U.S. and, and Jess Learmouth um, for the U.K. and Cassandra for France. Um, so I really like Taylor and Jess's chances of kind of getting away. That would be a good chance to, to sort of break the French and, and get away before you have Vince on the, the anchor leg. And obviously he's been so strong. Um, so I could see France. I could see the U.K. And, and the U.S. getting away in that that final women's leg. Um, 
And then as much as I like uh, Alex, you know, possibly outrunning Morgan in the individual race, I think that the uh, the distances of the, the sprint relay would really favor Morgan um, if it came down to an anchor leg between those two. Um, I think he's a bit stronger on the swim, a bit stronger on the bike. And even a 1K run, um, like I was saying about his kick, um, I think if it's a pure 1,000-meter all-out, um, I think that he'll have the fastest 1,000-meter run in the whole field. And and even if it comes down to those two for a sprint, I think Morgan could pull it out. Um, that being said, you know, with how good the French have been, it could be, you know, the, the French soloing away on that final leg. And, and you know, no one's – if – if Vince is there on that final leg, he could easily drop those two um, on the bike. And, you know, then he's just running a thousand meters by himself and, and celebrating a gold medal. Um, so, yeah, I think that, uh, um, yeah, that final leg that I'm hoping that'll be Alex, uh, Morgan and Vince, uh, you know, maybe Belgian ends up there. Maybe Australia does. Um, New Zealand, they're all a bit weaker on the women's side. Um, that's why I, I really like France, UK uh, and, uh, in the U.S., I just think that their women are a lot stronger than than those other contenders. Um, and that that third women's leg, I think we're going to see a lot of things uh, get shaken up, and and that might ultimately decide the race. Tim Hemming is a journalist and columnist for 2020 Triathlon Magazine, and has been interviewing many of the big names ahead of their trips to Tokyo. So here is what he has gleaned from those conversations. So for me, both races are in, are incredibly difficult to call. And so what I've what I think in terms of the in terms of the medalists is that I am going to go for strong swim bikers because I think there will be a breakaway, and I say that because of the technical nature of the bike course and also because of the swim and the number of, of turns in the swim and the non wetsuit swim. So that to me rules out anybody who's not a fast swimmer, and so it leaves me with my top three are in third place. I'm going to go for Vincent Louis because I think he is clearly shown that he can win big races and do well in big races now and i think he is due an olympic medal third time of asking silver medal i think will be henry schumann which is uh, one up from what he what he got in um in rio and i think for schumann great athlete in the heat can do well on the big occasion i think he's a smart athlete he'll be up there driving the uh, leading the swim and i think there's there's he henry Commonwealth Games 2018, Grand Final 2016. He even came fifth in Yokohama. So I know he's been suffered some ill health in the last couple of years, but I know he's on his way back. And my number one pick, which maybe yeah, a little bit of patrioticness as well, but still with my head, not just with my heart, is Johnny Brownlee. So we go bronze, we go silver, and then we go gold for Johnny Brownlee over his three Olympics. Now I know that's going to surprise some people. However, I think Johnny has the ability to get it right. This one kind of one last time for him at the Olympics. He said he's going to move on afterwards. And I still think there is that 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 shot. And I also think to do well at Olympic medals, a historic in recent Olympic Games, it's shown that you do need that experience. And he definitely has that. So there's my top three Johnny Brownie for gold, Henry Schumann for silver, and Vincent Louis with the bronze. On to the women. Okay, so probably having heard that, then you won't be too surprised that same kind of principle. This is going to be a, a race that is going to be won in the breakaway. And with the women, we can see more easily that's going to happen. So my top three are, I'll tell you the order in a second, but the top three are Georgia Taylor-Brown, 
Jessica Learmonth and Flora Duffy. And I think those three women will be in a small enough front pack coming out of the water and they will have enough power there to drive away from the rest of the field, even if Nicholas Birig is in there um, going great guns, as I no doubt she will be. Those three will be able to stay away when it comes down to the run. I think the shake-up will be Jessica Learmonth will get the bronze, not because she necessarily will run more poorly than anybody else, but I think she will be at the front of the swim and I think she's going to do a chunk of the work on the bike because that's in her nature and that's how she knows it's the best chance for a medal. So that's Jess with the uh, Jessica Learmonth with the bronze. Silver medal, I am going to say Flora Duffy, who many people will say for the gold. I appreciate that. However, Flora's clearly a superb athlete, fa fabulous on the bike, will be brilliant through the technical sections, a great runner as she showed. When she in Leeds recently, she had a fab fabulous run. However, I'm going to go for gold medal for Georgia Taylor-Brown, who reigning world champion. And the, one of the key reasons is I interviewed, I know she hasn't performed much this year through uh, some injury and a little bit of illness as well. However, spoke to her fairly recently for a pre-Olympic chat. She sounds in great spirits and I always think a happy athlete is going to be a successful athlete when it comes to the Olympic Games. Um, tremendous triathlete, as we know, and she's my tip for gold. So Taylor Brown for gold, Duffy for silver, Learmont for bronze. Okay, so onto the mixed relay a few days later. Uh, there's two roles, two rules for me in the mixed relay for a good relay team and to get yourself a medal. The first one is do not get dropped at any point, which means you cannot have a weak leg. So the teams we're looking at have to have four strong triathletes. That is number one. If you have a team with three great triathletes and one poorer, weaker link, that can that is enough to put you out of contention, especially with this relay, because this relay will is going to be the best relay we have ever seen with all of the top athletes in. And that's one reason that people should watch it. So we need to look at teams who are consistent. So we're looking at France, we're looking at Great Britain, um, we're looking at the USA, we're looking at Australia. Now, the other thing that you need for the relay is to have a, a someone a man who, who on the anchor leg who can run that final mile or so super fast so with that in mind and i know we've got some firepower there with the likes of jacob burt whistle with vincent louis with alex yee with morgan pearson but my three and i think the way it's going to shake down and again of course i'm going to be a little bit patriotic about this i am going to go third place the usa with uh, probably Morgan Pearson on the anchor. Second place, France. And I know France are the big favourites going in and the world champions, oh, how many times with Vincent Louis. But I think Alex Yee in the run shape that he is in. And also because if my predictions for the individual race come through, he's going to have a point to prove is going to run Great Britain to gold. So my top three for the relay, Great Britain for gold, silver for France, bronze for the USA. Chris McCormack was the 1997 world champion, is a two-time Ironman world champion, and among many other strings to his bow, is a founder of Super League. Here are his Tokyo picks. I would love Javier Gomez to to get a podium spot, just because of what happened going into Rio and the and, and the disappointment in 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 Beijing, and then getting the silver in London. I know that's a long shot, but my heart would love to see him end his Olympic campaign with another medal. I just think he's a 
he's he's one in a one in a generational athlete, and it, he's just worthy of of a medal. Um, I'd love to see Hayden Wild, the young Kiwi. Um, I, I have a lot of time for Hayden. I, he's been a Super League athlete, and I saw him as a young young racer about four years ago with Jonathan Hall and. And um, I'd never seen a, a super talent like it. Just a racing IQ like it. He just seemed like a such an ambitious, young, unaware of his of his talent style racer. And to see him really evolve has been. Um, I, I love watching that. So I'd love to see him there. And um, and Tyler Mislachuk, I think, is uh, my favourite to to win the event. Um, I think he's a he's a dynamic hot weather racer. He won the test event. Um, He's he's just he's one of those athletes that seems to be able to prepare very very well for major events, major championships. Though he doesn't have a championship title to his name, and when you look at it outside the Brownleys, I guess when you look at Olympic history, no championship athletes ever won it. Like Simon Whitfield, he won the game. He hadn't won anything. Hamish Carter was a perennial silver medalist, never won a world championship. Won Athens. Jan Frodeno was a nobody. Won Beijing, right? So then you had the Brownleys, right? But you know they. I think the Olympics suits that upcoming athletes. Why so I see Hayden Wild and 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 Tyler doing great things along with the Norwegians. Now my head says Tyler Mislachuk, um, Vincent Louis, and and the Norwegians. I know there's the Belgians and and Heligans and all those athletes, but I just I can't escape watching that Tokyo Test event and seeing what that front group did in those conditions. And yeah, and I think those athletes are up the front have actually become better athletes since that Tokyo Testament. Now there's a lot missing from that field, but they did an absolute number on the field. So that's my game. And I've probably forgotten a whole bunch of really, really great Australians and great athletes, but you can't pick everyone for a podium. I'd love Jake to be on there too, because I love Jake and I love Matty Hauser as well. So it's too hard, but I'll go with that. <laughs> My heart, Nicola Sperry will win the gold and she'll retire from triathlon as the greatest to do it. I love Nick. I just, I've known her since she was a junior, live with her. She's the best. I'm just such a, a huge fan of everything she does, the way she goes about her business, the way she races, and she's hitting form exactly like she did coming into Rio, exactly the same time, and I, I think she's going to be difficult to dislodge. I think if she's got a chance of winning it, she'll she'll win it. Um I also think um, Flora Duffy, um, just seeing that run she did in Leeds, you know, we always think of Flora as a swim biker, but her run in Leeds was magnificent, you know, like she had the fastest run. So I, I think she's really, really dialed this race in. She sees this as probably her last golden opportunity at the Olympic Games. So um, I think she could crowd that. I'll call, talk at the podium, but any of these athletes could potentially crowd that, that top step. And on the... My third athlete will be Maya Kinma. That's uh, just, I think she's, she's just cruisy and cool. And like I said, sometimes, you, you know, this disruptive Olympic has been quite difficult, but the extra year has given a lot of these younger athletes the ability to, to get stronger and, and better. And I think she's such a laid-back athlete. All this hocus-pocus that's happening in Tokyo, she's, well, whatever, you know, like, oh, yeah, because I was talking to her about, are you worried about all the, the testing and the, all the stuff? So, no, you know, who cares? You know, like it's just so that the ability to switch that off is a big, a big positive. And uh, I know she doesn't have many runs on the board. She's only got one WTS event. I know there's a million athletes that people are going, what about the Brits? What about the, but yeah, that's, they're my three that I, I, I tend to, to really focus on. And my head says Flora, 
Nicola, and I think Ash Gentle will will run herself into a position. I think the the group will come together, and Ash is Ash is an athlete that trains well at home. She's comfortable at home. She's a bit like Miles Stewart was. They're fan, you know they don't travel very well, but when they're home and they come off training blocks at home, they're magnificent. So I think this this break would have done Ash a lot of good. I know a lot of people are thinking, oh, she hasn't raced and she's going to be off, but. I think she's going to be right there. You know, everyone's thinking the other ones are Jess Learmouth and, and obviously GTB and there's a whole bunch of, of others, but that's where my head says. So uh, the mixed relay is what the race I'm most looking forward to because I think it's, um, it's new. It's such a dynamic race. I love the, the really short, short disciplines and, and the, and the changing leads. It's, it's, it's exciting racing and it, and it truly is a reflection of a, of a, of a high performance program working well within a country. You've got to have depth on the women and the men, which is what makes triathlon very, very cool. And because of, and, and then you've also got to look at the teams or the countries that have selected teams for the relay. And I, I draw your attention to the Brits who are taking Sophie Caldwell across and they're taking Gordon Benson across, you know, and the relay coming after the individual event, will they swap these athletes out? Because, you know, it's, it's interesting because Sophie Caldwell, in my opinion, is one of the, the best relay races on the planet she's magnificent so let's assume that they do i'm going to say that the french are the ones to beat in the relay i think everyone agrees they're they're built for this style of racing and and you know cassandra bogrand is exceptional at at, on the female end and with leonie perial and and vincent is magnificent and as is that whole french team is is strong i think they're the ones to dislodge um i think the brits could do amazing things i think the australians if we've got a chance a real chance of gold it's in this relay because jake burt whistle is the best finisher of a relay on the planet and matt hauser is the best male relay racer of all time and oh on paper he's the fastest not of all time but he's the fastest over the discipline and and you we have you know ash gentle who's a remarkable a remarkable relay racer, and she's quite happy to be isolated. She's a strong biker. She's the shortest swim suits her. She's got such a big run to set set the men up. It's whether they put Emma or or um, Jazz in the as the other relay racer. Um, so I'm not sure there, but I think the Aussies could do do really well. But it's between the Brits, the Americans. With Americans are in there now because they've got a strong team. But whether who they pick for that relay team will be will be interesting. But I'm going to go with Australia, Britain, and and France. You pick the colours, but I think France is is going to crowd that top spot. A big thank you to all of our experts, and you can watch the full selection over on Triathlon Live or along with all of the Tokyo 2020 Olympic build-up across the World Triathlon social media channels. Monday, 6.30am local time for the men, Tuesday for the women, and Saturday the 31st, an hour later at 7.30am for the mixed relay. That may well be Sunday, Monday and Friday for many of you, so check local listings because you won't want to miss a second. Thanks for listening.